0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. The Edmonton Elks dealing with a COVID outbreak. So for the latest, we check in with Dave Campbell, Elks radio analyst on 630 Jed, That's right here on the podcast. One of the big stories in the CFL, and that was originally announced last night when the CFL said that Thursday's game between the Elks and Argos won't be played on time. We don't know when it will be played because of covid tests within the elks and we learned more tests came back positive today and we head to edmonton now and check in with our friend dave campbell of 630 ched dave how are you doing tonight
1: good Christian. it's been uh it's been a day my man so uh it's good to have good thanks for having me back on the show and thanks for uh accommodating my request to kind of move the time today so <laughs> that i well. really do appreciate that but it's good to be here
0: no worries. Yes, Chris Preston, CEO and President of the Elks, was uh, speaking earlier, so you had to to cover that. What did we learn from Mr. Preston today?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing we learned was uh, like what you were saying is during that Zoom conference. So uh, we learned that. I mean, at the time, it was five players that had tested positive since Sunday morning. Now it's nine. So four more players, uh, we, the uh, team learned that uh, tested positive. So it's up to nine. And I would imagine that number is probably going to climb. Now how far it climbs, I, I hope not too much farther. But, you know, we kind of know how this goes. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we got some info from Chris Preston and we kind of are still scratching our heads, I, I would say. So uh, he says the league and the Elks and the Argos are working on rescheduling the game. Now, I don't believe that's going to happen next week. Now, there was some hope and discussion about that, but the fact that the Elks cannot get back into their facility until probably Sunday or Monday uh, later of next week, that probably shelves any plans for for a game next week. I mean, it's possible. Could they play Wednesday or Thursday? Maybe, but, I mean, Christian, that's that's both teams playing three games in nine, ten days. That's not happening. So I would say the next game is for for the Elks is Labor Day Classic on the sixth of September in, in Calgary, hopefully, because you know we don't know what Alberta Health Services and what the, the, the league's chief medical officer will say. Um, we learned that um, as far as vaccination rates go, Chris Preston wouldn't say or didn't know, and maybe he doesn't know because I believe only the uh, the head. the the head trainer knows what the vaccination rates are. There's only one medical person within each organization that that actually knows the percentage. Um, Yeah. He was asked about, you know, vaccine mandates for fans and staff. And he said he has to uh, have further discussions on that with, uh, with some, with some other uh, levels of government. So uh, we learned uh, that, yeah, but basically, there's uh, there's more players, and they're working on a resolution for the uh, rescheduled game with the Argos if they can. And you know, I think it was a little cryptic and ominous, but not reading too much into it right now. But he says he cannot forecast what will happen on Labor Day if there will be a game or not. So it just shows you how I guess precarious and serious the situation is right now.
0: And we've seen this with pretty much every pro league at some point in the last year plus. There have had to be games moved because of COVID outbreaks. We saw it in the NFL last year. We saw it with the Habs. We saw it with the Stars last year, the Canucks last year in the NHL. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with the NBA. It's been pretty much every, every league. And now the CFL, it's happening to them too. And they're doing it on the fly. The difference, I guess, would be compared to other leagues is that there were no vaccines then there are vaccines now and it's clear. And this, I'm taking this as instructional and I hope that the people that are not vaccinated in the CFL do too, that it causes a lot of headaches if an outbreak happens and it doesn't happen if everybody's vaccinated.
1: And this league is so much different than those other leagues,
0: Christian, as you know,
1: because the CFL is very much gate driven league and that's why it's very hard to reschedule games because there really is no wiggle room. There's really no provisions for cancelling a game or postponing a game. The last time I can remember games being moved around, uh, well, two occasions. One was 9-11 when uh, the weekend slate was, was was wiped out, but then they started playing games midweek, and that was chaotic, let me tell you. Uh, and the second was when the... The, uh, the Elks under the old name were in Toronto in 2003 and had a game scheduled for Friday against the Argos at, at the old Sky Dome. And uh, that's when the blackout happened. And they ended up playing the game on a Sunday. So it just shows you there is a real lack of legal room in the schedule period, even before COVID. And now we're in a COVID time and the Delta variant is a, is a real concern. And when you have unvaccinated players, and I do understand guest vaccinated, fully vaccinated players, and people can transmit the virus, and I'm not trying to have a vaccine discussion, but we know who this, we, we know where this variant and, and where it goes and who it likes to attack. And we know it's more, mostly unvaccinated players. Now, out of the nine, Chris Preston said it's a mix of various vaccination levels. He wouldn't say, you know, What that number, what that breakdown is, but you know, and I guess you know, for me, it's it's frustrating because there are eight teams in the CFL that seem to be handling this pretty well, and then you have the Elks who have now are up to twelve positive cases from the start of the season. Because if you remember, the first week you had Sir Vincent Rogers and Brian Walker test positive, and then before the game last week in Vancouver. Kwaku Boateng tested positive uh, on Wednesday morning before the team boarded the plane and left for Vancouver and ultimately played the Lions on on Thursday. So that's what's baffling to me is I don't know what the Elks are doing wrong, even though they're telling you they're doing everything they can not to do things wrong. Whatever they're doing, it's not working. And it's working for eight other teams. And that's what's frustrating to me.
0: And we don't know... What the vaccination levels are across the league. Uh, Orlando Steinauer did confirm that the Ticats are at that 85% threshold. And just a yeah. reminder to people, that threshold has been decided to be the number by the CFL, that if you're below that threshold and a game is canceled, and can't be made up because of an outbreak, and y'all are below that number, nobody's getting paid. And so if this game doesn't happen, nobody gets paid, Right.
1: Yep, that's right. And if for the Elks, this is where you're, you know I, I don't think I I would be a genius to suggest locker room dynamics play into this as well because if you know there are certain players that you know within that group that were that didn't do their part and they cost you money, it's going to be hard to look that player in the face. You know, I, I think I think that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. and and this has major effects on, you know, on, on ramifications, I should say for both teams. Yeah. Imagine not getting paid. Uh, if you're the Argos, not getting paid because of negligence from the other team or, or because of potential negligence. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be too critical of, of, of the, of the team because I don't know what, what the goings on are. Right. and, I don't want to sound harsh and like i know what exactly is happening i don't i mean i'm a tier five person uh, as far as personnel goes to them in media they're tier one i'm not near them the, the closest i get to them is you know about 12 feet because we're allowed to do on-field interviews but there's a podium and then we're well far back of them we have our own mic uh, that's set is set up on a mic stand uh we had to prove we were fully vaccinated Uh, To be there, even though the players, you know, don't have to prove that. But it's just, um, it's hard because you know you got to look your brother in the face and go, "Hey, because of this, I don't get money potentially." And then if you're the Argos, you're looking at the other side, going, "Now we all don't get money because there was an outbreak that you couldn't control uh, and contain within your locker room." So this is this has a a far-reaching effect on both teams.
0: Well, and it's tough for both teams too because they're both coming off wins as well. If to turn it to football for a moment, yeah. the Elks getting their first win of the season in BC. The Argos looked great against the Bombers on the weekend, and now that momentum gets completely stunted because, well, the Argos will know that even if the game doesn't happen this week, they'll have a they'll get back on track. They don't have any COVID cases. The Elks, yeah, they don't know when they're going to play again.
1: Yeah, and they don't know when they can even practice again, right? So. The facility is closed until, like I say, Sunday, Monday, and then we don't know after that what will happen. We don't know what the the number of players that are that have tested positive, what that number will look like by then. You know, because I would imagine there will be more there will be more cases. Now they're all in self isolation. They're doing their meetings virtually. They're in what's called uh, enhanced uh, enhanced testing protocol, so they're being constantly tested now. And they are away from each other, and they're just continuing normal football business virtually, and just working on game preparation for you know probably I don't know I guess Calgary they got a long time to look at Calgary now um, maybe a bit of Toronto I don't know what they're doing but yeah and you know we can't say for certain Christian that you know on on this day two weeks out from Labor Day that the Elks will be able to play on Labor Day and you know if they can't that's a forfeit that will be a forfeit because they are not going to reschedule that game at all. I I can't imagine that they will. So uh, a lot of pressure on this team right now to contain this and to get the the messaging out in a way where, I don't know. I mean, the the league has tried everything that they can, I think other than mandating vaccines to influence players to be vaccinated. And, you know, and the word is, is, are going up but it's slower than they thought and i think that's the concern right now and congrats on the ticats for reaching that 85 percent total uh, i hear other teams are getting close and some are not that close and i think the elks are in that category as well so um yeah it's uh, it's 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 really hard to say whether you know the elks are going to be able to practice a week from today or a week from tomorrow or be able to play on labor day and that's uh that's a tough thing because, considering what happened last year in 2020, when you know we we couldn't look forward to Labor Day, and now it's in question again. That that that's really hard pill to swallow at this point. I hope it doesn't happen.
0: Same, same. That would be terrible, and especially again a gate revenue-driven league. That's a huge gate for the Stampeders Labor Day Monday. Just looking at the logistics, personnel-wise, Dave. Before I let you go, we heard sure. a lot about taxi squads. In the NHL season, obviously there have been a, some ch- some slight changes to the roster flexibility this year. In case of a situation like this, let's say that the Elks have some guys that can't play, but they have enough that they can get on the field in that Labor Day game. What kind of reserve situation do the the Elks have?
1: Yeah, well, they have they have a practice roster, which I believe is... Uh, last time I checked, there were 17 players, but I have to check again, so... I think the league has allowed that that practice roster to be expanded a bit. And then there's the uh, CFL practice roster. So that's the five-man taxi squad that each team will have. And so that's a total of 45 players. Any team in the league can take those players if they need to. So there are some provisions in place to make sure that if some players go down, you will have enough players to fill them off your practice roster and off of the the taxi squats, and, you know, and, and you know, we got to remember, too, when the Elks went to Vancouver, the practice roster players and the CFL practice roster players of the taxi squad, they wouldn't go. But, again, we don't know how many of those players were affected, you know, with, you know, there were D-linemen, there's D-linemen in that group. Were they in the same, you know, are we talking about, Uh, an outbreak within a position group. You know, I'm thinking the D-line because it was through Boateng first. I don't know. So I I don't know where within the practice roster and the taxi squad this might affect them too, but that's what they're there for is to make sure that some players do go down, that you have enough players on those squads that would be able to fill uh, those those spots left by uh, the regulars.
0: Well, Dave, appreciate you coming on and sharing some insight on this. We'll uh, stay... uh paying close attention on this story because i'm sure there's plenty more information to come out uh have yourself a great night dave yeah every
1: time my my phone goes off or my computer goes on my laptop i jump a little bit now so yeah it's <laughs> going to be kind of a nervy time <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but thanks chris and i appreciate it anytime my man that is dave campbell he is elks radio analyst on 630 ched global news radio in edmonton nine total elks have tested positive so far In the last two days, with the expectation, because we've seen this before, that the number will rise. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like are available on iTunes and other places i imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So and thanks for all of this
1: So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you oh all of You may not share our intellect, which might explain your name.